Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing 1997's Wishmaster. Um, week six of quarantine. Yeah. yeah. I miss your friend. It's flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. It's weird not being able to see people. Yeah, that's it. Putting it mildly. No, no bruise, no socials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's our thing, isn't it? Have yeah. a little brew. Have a brew. Have a brew. No have a chat. Yeah, that's it. I have been. I have been doing something today though, because. What have you been doing? <laughs> well, well, what's happening is because everything's been cancelled, right? Yeah. Including Eurovision, which I'm really sad about. Oh yeah. That cuts me deep. So <laughs> me and some friends are hosting our own Eurovision. So we've each got to create a video of a lip a lip sync or a sing if you want to sit. I was like, do I have to sing because that'll be terrible? But no, I don't. So we're each creating a video of a country that we've been allocated, and then we're going to show them on the day that Eurovision was meant to happen. Oh. Judge whose is the best, and whoever <laughs> wins gets to host the party next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. It's a great idea. But then I'm but then I've been like I've been agonizing over this video and I've been like, oh my god, like what am I gonna do? How am I oh, gonna edit it? I am Finland, yes. Ooh. Good Scandinavian country. Like? I can't well it's it's I can't tell you in case people are listening. So I might That's tell right. you off the uh podcast. Yeah, tell yeah. me later. I'll tell you later, yeah. But, I love um, Eurovision. I love Eurovision. I'm sad that it's not on, but I feel like this is the next best thing. Jan Olesand. Jan I love Jan Olesand. And I love uh, I love Eric Sader. He's always on Sweden. Like he's done it a couple of times. Like represented him. Yeah, he's represented him a couple of times, and he's done like the um, you know when they do the results. Mm. Um, yeah, I love him. He's great, and he hosted it one year as well. Yeah, yeah, he hosted it Who when Sweden did it. I don't know. I've forgotten. I don't know either. I don't. I feel like there was nobody that particularly stood out to me last year, from what I can remember. I always like them all, apart from the ballads. I like the weird yeah, ones. Get really weird with it. Get weird with it. That's what I say. And also, we've we've come to the conclusion. That if you're gonna win, you've got to drop a beat. Yeah. Drop a beat. Yeah. Of... <laughs> it's got to be in there, like a violinist has got to come out of the floor, mm-hmm. and then it all kicks off. And then you've got to have like that's how you pyrotechnics. Yeah. I don't know how I'm quite gonna recreate that effect. Uh, don't know. Have you got an angle grinder? Funnily enough, no, I don't. <laughs> It might have to be like some hue lighting in the style of like fire. I've got that. I've got hue lights on my side, so you know. For a for a non professional home video, I think it'll be a good effort. Maybe. I don't know. I've also made a teeny tiny drum kit as well, because uh the the song that I have, they have a band, so I need a little drum kit. I bet I know who that's for. It's not who you think it is because oh. I looked at doing that and I couldn't. <laughs> I just couldn't. I was like, I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I can't. 
But it would have been good. That's what Rob said to do. And I was like, no, I can't. It sounds good though. Yeah. So yeah. So that's what I've been doing today. So I've even I've made a little introduction. You know, they have like an introduction to the country beforehand. Yeah, like a I've postcard. done that. I'm yeah, I've done a postcard. It's to your not... house. Yeah, <laughs> the postcard. <laughs> the po- well, what I've done it is a postcard of like facts about Finland. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Can you tell me a fact about Finland. Would you like me to tell you a fact about Finland? I'd love to, yeah. Um. I'll tell you a couple. One, apparently the Moomins is really popular there because I think the guy was, either he was Finnish but he spoke Swedish or he was Swedish and he spoke Finnish. I can't remember I which one. I it was a lady. Whoever it was. I think it was a guy. I don't know. I thought it was French as well for some reason. Um, are Moomins male or female? I don't know. Is is Moomin Are they non-descript? The female or male? I think there's boy moomins and girl moomins. Yeah. Maybe. I can't remember because I've not watched it for ages. But apparently it's doesn't massive really in matter, Finland. No, does it? No. It's massive in Finland. It's everywhere, apparently. They love it. Because they live in Wimbledon, do they? In London. What? The, 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 oh, no, I'm thinking of the Wombles. They're Wombles. They have nothing <laughs> to do with moomins. The moomins are the little hippo people. They look yeah, like little hippos. No, not the Wombles. I do like the Wombles who, also. Who was that guy in the Moomins? That man who wore the green hat? Yeah, who was he? I don't know. I think he just, like, tagged along. I've got a picture. And who was Little Mai? I've got a picture here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy in the green hat. This one? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like the one in the top hat. He's fancy. I he think is. one of them's called Moomin Troll. I don't know. I didn't look into it enough, but, yeah, Moomins. Interesting. Also, apparently, there's a, a an annual sport in Finland that is the uh, wife carrying <laughs> Olympics. I don't think it's called the Olympics, but like a wife carrying contest. Weird. Sounds like a fun sport. I I like Finland. I think I'd do well there. I think I'd thrive. I haven't. I really want to go. Shall we go? Maybe with these travel restrictions. Yeah. I really want to go. Like I've done, I've done Norway and Sweden, but I really want to do Finland as well. Get to Finland. I love it. It's just a nice place in the world. It's because Finland is green and Greenland is icy. So no, Iceland is green and Greenland is icy. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Finland's like then. Dark. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's dark. I don't know, but yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing uh, this week. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I've just been going to work. Going to work, coming home. Do you know what happened to me that's on the way it. home from work? Oh, no. It was, no, it was just different. All oh, right, okay. Um, so I was driving <laughs> on the motorway and um, I was playing, um, I think it was Ecuador by Sash. Oh, my God. That's yeah. incredible. Um, <laughs> I love that song and so the much. The sun was really bright. The sun was like blindingly bright. Mm-hmm. Drove over a big bridge, sash blaring. No, not sash. No, it was sash. Sash. Sash blaring. And a As massive heron swooped in front of the windscreen. <laughs> yeah. We were like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was one of those, you know, where time slows down. Yeah. I see it in my memory. Oh, my God. So all I can just visualise is 
like a really slow version of Sash and this heaven go like that's dramatic to be fair it adds a bit of excitement to your day because nothing else is happening yeah so um, yeah we were both fine that's good i'm glad you're clearly fine because i'm talking to you now but i'm also glad the heron survived heaven was fine excellent that's the main thing that happened to me this week that's literally it oh my god like nothing else is happening it's crazy isn't it yeah but i, I quite well, like it because it now. yeah that's it because everyone's in the same boat so i'm like i'm yeah. not being boring i'm just doing what i'm supposed to be doing just, just pottering about yeah that's it yeah so in the uh in the lockdown craziness we watched wishmaster from yep. 1997 which is directed by Robert Kurtzman. It scored uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Quick synopsis. After an artefact gets broken, a djinn is set loose, granting wishes. However, they come with a price. Yeah. Pretty much sums it up. Sums it up. So, yeah. So, Robert... For some reason, I had it in my head that Wes Craven directed this, but he didn't. He produced it, apparently. I knew it was something to do with it, but I wasn't 100% sure. It had a sure. films, though. Yeah, but it, then if he produced it, that's probably why. Mm. But the guy who did direct it, Robert Kurtzman, he's more known for special effects makeup. Oh, is he? Yeah. So... There was definitely evidence of that. Yeah, I think it was kind of a a film to showcase what he could do. The CGI wasn't good. The CGI, where people were sort of um, bouncing the, on the walls but, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. You could tell. Like, it was 1997, but you could Yeah, to, but, yeah, yeah. to be fair, like, the practical stuff was pretty good, I thought. Um, the score as well, which I thought was interesting, it was Harry Manfredini, and I was like, he sounds familiar. He did the Friday the 13th score, so he's quite a big, like, horror guy. So, yeah, I I like it. It's pretty good. I've not seen any of the sequels. It's so 90s, isn't it? It's so 90s, but I love it. Great. Which I do enjoy. I thought so, yeah. I I was like, she'll like this. It's proper 90s. Yeah, I love a good 90s film. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the beginning, I think they're in, like... Persia or somewhere like that, isn't it? I want to say. Yeah. And it's like you see all it's all like red lit and it's all moody and you see all these like treasures and in between that you've got like the the credits of the film. Um and it's somebody making something and it's this gem, which I thought was a ruby but it isn't. It's a fire opal. Fire opal. Fire so opal Fire opals was... are very valuable because I've watched um, is it Outback Opal Hunters or something like that? Oh, yeah. And they're always looking for fire opals because they're really valuable, apparently. Oh, are opals bad luck? Opals? I've heard they're bad luck. Uh, maybe. I don't know if it's, anything's bad luck if you look it up, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Or good luck if you look I've it got, up. Um, I've got a necklace and it's a gold gold and it's got a koala in it it's like a little koala black koala but then in the middle of the koala there's like a little bit of opal in it it's really cute my uh my auntie got me it from australia when i was little yeah cool i love it 
It's never brought me bad luck, I don't think, so... Well, and it must not be true. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so the mechan- it makes this fire opal. It's a massive thing. And then you get the title card of Wish Master. And then you get a bit of... Um, it's just sort of writing. And then somebody starts narrating what's on the screen. And it's sort of the premise of a gin basically which kind of gets explained a lot of times <laughs> but yeah. you're like well you, you explained it at the beginning but yeah it's basically it says something about fire giving birth to gins uh if you wake one up you get three wishes and then the th- after the, th- the third wish he can cross over into our plane of existence and then they sort of harp on for a bit and then at the end it just says fear the gin fear the gin they were right. They were right. Here's bad Absolutely news. Right. Um then we cut back to this Persia place. Whoever it is is on their second wish. Um everyone's sort of dying all over the place. Things are going very badly wrong outside. Think shit is going sideways in a big way. Yeah. Um absolutely. There's a guy There's a guy who like turns into a skeleton. Like his skin just falls, like his body just yeah, falls and then off. The skeleton climbs out and starts attacking people. Someone else's face off. Yep, yep. And then uh, what a way to go! So the, there's this guy who I've called him a wizard, but I don't think he is a wizard. He's some <laughs> kind of magiciany person. Is he like a mystic. Yeah, I call him a wizard anyway. So he runs into this room where the sultan is or whoever it is who's in charge and he's with the djinn and the djinn's like just make another wish it's a really good idea and then this guy's like do not make any more wishes because he will escape and it is really bad out there do not do it would it not be and i realized the film obviously doesn't work like this would it not be better if he wants to come to our plane make the first two wishes really really good Mm mm-hmm and then no one will mind making the third wish. That's it, because I feel like he kind of tricks people into making the first wish, but they're well, never good. Yeah, if he makes like, the they first don't, wishes good. But then I feel like he's maybe got good wishes, because he's rich, because he's got all that stuff. Yeah, maybe. I, I but then obviously it's come at a price at everybody else, yeah. Why is he making it really bad, like, winding people up when he could just... This, I think it's because it... Like, I've heard, like, other people review it and they, it kind of, like, is sort of, like, a thrives on chaos and, like, that is his thing. It's a bit like, um, is it Needful Things and Stephen King where, like, people get stuff but it's, like, another thing. It's it's almost like that. Like, they kind of make a wish or a desire for something and he's like, well, you can have that but, like, it's sort of twisted into a way that's not yeah great for them. Maybe it's to kind of illustrate that if you want something but you don't work for it you don't actually you don't get it yeah yeah don't wish for stuff because you'll end up in a a ruby or or turning into a mannequin yeah yeah if you want to be beautiful you might end up oh that was the worst one Ugh, i didn't like that one um i didn't like any of them so yeah so this wizard (laughs) we'll call him a wizard traps (laughs) him in this fire opal so he doesn't make his last wish. And then it cuts to America present day. I love how many like horror people are in this. It's great. So there's Robert Raimi. England, Ted Raimi 
from Blood Rage. He yep. was the condom man. He's <laughs> the condom man. He's it. Yeah. Um, he's in a lot. He's in loads of stuff. Is Ted Raimi? It's really weird because I always kind of associated Sam Raimi with horror because yeah. he did Evil Dead and stuff and like, and I'd seen him in those. But then I was kind of like, well, he's related to him, so you know, put him in a film or whatever. But it turns out he's in like loads of stuff. Crazy. Um. So yeah, so we've got Robert Englund and Ted Raimi and they're looking at this statue um, and uh, they're yelling at them to be careful with it because it's getting lifted onto a from a boat or something, isn't it? Yeah, they are not being careful. And, uh, well, the guy is having a cheeky little drink on the job. Yeah. As soon as I saw this guy, I was like, I like this guy. Which this is an important favorite. thing later on. Yeah. So, Smoking a cigar. Yeah. Why not? So this guy who's got the who's operating this crane spills his coffee onto the I say coffee inverted commas and uh, it ends up dropping this big this big box onto Ted Raimi. He gets squished. Yes, squashed. Poor Ted Raimi. I know. Um, and it turns out there was a statue inside, but that is in about a million pieces. But the fire opal is exposed and then one of the workmen's like "Ooh, shiny i'll have that thanks takes it comes out very easily from that piece of stone that it's it just in. pops out doesn't it yeah just pops easy. out how did it not get crushed in the thing because it might crack maybe it's i don't know i don't know maybe it's got special properties it's magical it's a magical yeah opal it was forged by an ancient wizard <laughs> yeah <laughs> So yeah, so he he takes that ruby, no ruby opal, pockets it, and then it cuts to this auction gallery where we see Alex, I think her name is, and she comes across this guy who says, right, I've got this at once a praise. Somebody brought it in this morning, and they're kind of like, where's it from? And he said, oh well, it, he said it was just from like some relatives that had passed away yeah. or something and they were they were a bit like on? yeah they were they're a bit like really was it and then they kind of you ask when some random guy turns up with a massive gem in a handkerchief and you ask what's the provenance you you're really just asking for the the sake of appearances so, did you steal it yeah exactly <laughs> so he's like yeah yeah we'll get this appraised and uh we'll get it back to you whenever we'll write you a ticket up for it Blah blah blah, and they're kind of getting really excited about this. Like, oh my yeah. god, like it's probably worth loads of money. And then it cuts to some nineties tennis with soft oh. rock in the background. So nineties. What? Why is everyone's obsession with tennis in the nineties? I feel like loads of films have tennis in, like just random tennis. It's weird. Really? Yeah. I'm thinking I about Clueless. Like Maybe. I'm thinking about Clueless. That's the only one I can think of, but I feel like there's more. Yeah, What's it's that, really weird. Um, Hugh Grant pregnancy program film. Nine months. Yeah. Was he playing tennis in that as well? I think they had tennis in that. Match point that had tennis in it, but I don't but know if that was nineties. See, tennis obsessed. But anyway. Friends. Yeah. Tennis and friends. There you go. See, tennis. Everyone's obsessed. <laughs> so yeah, so. Alex is playing tennis with her friend Josh and then Josh is basically asking her out but she's not into it. She's like, no, 
you're my friend, I don't want to ruin anything, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, right, I'm going to the lab. <laughs> um, yeah, when they, they were talking, I assumed, like, well, my first assumption was not that they were professional scientists <clears throat> or... Well, she, she isn't. She works for the auction house. I don't know what he does. I don't. I don't think he's, he's such a science man. He looks like he'd probably do like. Um, is it not spectrophotometry? But where they, you know, where you like you can analyze compounds in something, and it tells you like mm-hmm. what there is. He looks like he was doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe. So he goes to the lab, and she is looking at this fire opal and trying to sort of decide how expensive it is and then one of the guys from the auction house comes and she basically says it's one of a kind it's going to be expensive and they're like brilliant that's what I want to hear and then she looks at it but I think she thinks it's maybe a flaw in the stone yeah there's something tiny there's something in it and she blows on it and rubs it like a lamp like a genie lamp, and I was like, oh, no. She's done it now. But she's like, yeah, I think there's something, there's something, but I don't know what it is. And then she's like, I'll give it to Josh, and he can do some spectral analysis on it. Because, you know. Of course. Of course, why not? And then in the meantime, she, for some reason, trains girls basketball as, like, a part-time thing. I'm assuming she's not part of the school. I'm, a, basketball coach. I'm assuming it's kind of like an after-school type thing that she's maybe volunteered for. I feel like it's just show her as, like, she's a nice, caring person. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, she's selfless. with the community. Selfless, I suppose, because yeah. in this kind of... I guess in this story, people who are greedy and want stuff for nothing, yeah, that's where they come unstuck because they make the wishes. That makes sense. I've talked myself into it. Yes, that is exactly it. Um, and then she's like, she's ta- she's talking about like how to be good at basketball and how you've got to take your time and have this stillness and there's nothing but you in the basket and you've got to kind of know your opponent fully kind of thing, which I guess kind of comes into it later. And yeah, so she's she's training these girls at basketball. And Josh is analysing the fire opal and he finds something in it as well and he puts a laser on it and then the machine goes absolutely nuts, pretty much explodes and Josh gets blown halfway across the room. And 90s computers like that, 90s computers always would crash when some sort of scientific operation was at its Bet it was Windows. And yep. the screen would have loads of like windows falling apart. Yeah, or like lines, and then yeah, it's like pff. always. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, yeah, he's sort of laying on the floor. He's bleeding all over the place. He's not very happy right now. And yeah. then we see the gin. The gin is out. He's escaped, and and then he's like. He says, like, the pain must be terrible for you. I can help you. You just need to ask. And he's like, do you want the pain to stop? And then he's like, yeah. But instead of, like, granting that wish, he just kills him. Yeah, a bit harsh. Um, at this point, we see that Alex is somehow psychically linked to the djinn. I think it's because she rubbed on the stone and woke him up. Yeah. So she's, she's got to make... 
she's got to make the three wishes so he can get out. So they're yeah. kind of linked. So she keeps like having flashes of the people that he's um, like made the wishes on and stuff. And she sees him. I think the the opal's in bits at this point, and he takes the pieces. Does the gin? Yeah. And she yes, and she sees him like take it and leave. So she goes to find Josh at the lab, but the police are there because he's dead. Yeah. Also, how the hell did she manage to get in there? Like, literally, she just walked straight into a crime scene, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Right in there. Right in there. And um, she's basically like, oh, he he was my friend. He was analysing a gem for me, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, they, they don't seem to be like, what are you doing in here? Get out, but, you know, whatever. So she has guilt that she's made him analyse this gem. Yeah. Meanwhile, we cut to a pharmacy and there's a guy arguing with a homeless man because he's, like, loitering outside and asking people for money and he's like, I've told you, get lost, blah, blah, blah. And then he he, he sort of says, oh, he's telling me off and... Yeah. <laughs> and he calls he's him a... He's telling me off. He, call, he calls me... What do they call him? An educated idiot. He's like, you educated idiot! And he's ranting on and on, and then he walks down this alley and he sees the gin, and then he's and he's still ranting on and he's like, I "Hate this guy, God, he's so annoying." And and then he's like, "Well, what what would you like to happen to that guy?" And he's like, "I hope he gets cancer and dies." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's really harsh." Homeless man, honestly. I know. And then he's like, "As you wish." And then <laughs> uh, Alex gets this flash of the pharmacy guy just basically dissolving into a puddle. And dying. I know it's horrible. I was like, oh. And then, uh, and then uh, it cuts back to the gin and the homeless man, and he's like, "Was it worth it?" And he like freaks out and runs off, drops his cigarette, which the gin picks up, (laughs) and has a smoke. (laughs) Because you know, why not? (laughs) I really enjoyed that bit. He's quite funny. I like his sass. He has got sass. I love his sass. It's great. Um, Yeah, Alex. Alex is upset about Josh. She's talking to a sister who she lives with and, and she's saying, like, you got like this last time. Do you need to go see this Dr. Montiglio? And she's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm just upset about it because, like, my friend's died. And then... She's smoking too. Everyone smokes in this. 90s smoking. 90s. Everyone smokes. It's a I it's an extension of her guilt. Yeah. It's an extension of a guilt. And then she's like... You you got like this last time, like you pr- sounds like she had a breakdown or something, and she's like, no no no, it's not. And then she's like, um, I say she says like you saved me in in this fire, and then she's like, but I didn't save the parents, and she's like, well you couldn't, that isn't your fault, you need to let it go, um, and she's like, it's nothing like that like, that I'm feeling, but some some weirds going on Something's kind of thing, on. yeah, something in the air. Um and then she has a dream about playing tennis because it's the nineties and everyone loves tennis. Dream yeah. about it as well and she sees um uh Josh but he's all dead and then she like freaks out and she decides that she needs to find out where this opal's come from. So she tracks down the worker who pawned it off and then she, he he kind of plays it off and he's like, Oh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. And oh, then she's like, I know. The pawn shop guy to tell her. Yeah, she was away. like, I know exactly goes, who it is. Yeah, goes to like a dock worker who are renowned for their toughness. 
<laughs> and gets him to tell her within about two seconds. So this is a guy who's make, got like a massive amount of money for a stolen firework bullet. She's like, not even that much. He got two hundred quid. Did he? Yeah, I got two hundred quid. That was oh, it. That's hardly anything. Yeah, for a fire apple, you sold yourself short there, pal. Yeah. No wonder. But she's like, yeah, I know for a fact it was you. Where did you get it from? And he's like, oh, I found it in a statue. <laughs> and then uh, she decides to talk to Mr. Beaumont because it was his statue. And she kind of yeah. asks him about... He's such a knob in this as well. He oh, God, he's too. the worst. Everyone smokes. They and he's like... They worry about the gin getting them. They're all just going to get... Die from smoking. problems. Yeah. <laughs> Are you get like lung issues yep or set fire to something yep yeah before gins even got involved oh. or they'll be bankrupt yeah or all three <laughs> 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 mr Bo- mr bowman oh god he's such a knob so he's on about the death of his assistant and that was very sad and this and he starts talking about this statue and he's like oh it would have gone there but i don't have it now because it got broken and it was one of a kind mm. and and he sort of starts talking about this room of stuff that he's got that's like preser he's like preserving artifacts that have been lost or there's like one of or whatever and then uh it cuts to the hospital where the gin has picked a body because there's a guy yeah. dead there which i'm guess i'm guessing that's andrew andrew divoff the guy who plays the gin so he is himself at that point he was in air force one apparently i'm not seen air force one i love air force one great so yeah so he now looks he's now got his like face, so a he's person guy, yeah he's taken he's taken like a human form slapped it on like a face mask pretty much and then it just like yeah. went yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Alex is looking at this priceless collection of stuff and and then she starts asking about what the statue was and it and it, I think he sort of says it's kind of a it's meant to be like a opposing force of evil or something like a sort of protective type thing which kind of makes sense. Gets back to the medical hospital. A poor orderly man walks into gin. Oh basically yeah. harvesting this man and he's like oh my god that's horrible and he's like would you wish that you didn't see that and he's like yes and he's like done and then he's like blind oh he has no eyes i think his like eyes are like just not it's there just sealed over. yeah and i'm like oh that's terrible and then um alex sees the gin as this person i think he's called nathaniel um, and she sees him and then she freaks out and she always kind of does it when there's people around and she ends up like falling on the floor and like yeah fainting or summer and it's really weird um it's it quite dramatic it it doesn't help your argument to make you not look like a weirdo <laughs> but then i don't really blame her because it also it does look quite traumatic as well that's it yeah yeah so mr bowman invites her to a party that he ha- apparently has, I think he has like a yearly party or something. It, it was basically to show off his new addition to his collection, but it was like, but I haven't got it now, but I'm still having this party. Do you want to come? And then he's like, ooh, bring your sister as well. And I'm like, oh, you're so creepy. <laughs> Can't stand it. And then he put he puts her into contact who will know more about this stuff than he does. And she's yeah. like a specialist of like... Is it like folklore and stuff like that? Something She's, like that yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so she finds this woman and she ends up finding out that the the, the sorcerer slash wizard imprisoned a djinn in an opal and but she's like talking about genies and, and whoever it is like, no, like forget what you know about genies. Like this guy is bad news, he's not nice. Forget Robin Williams. Robin Williams, the lovable scamp. No, none yeah. of that. Do you know what I was reading about today? Have you heard of the Mandela effect? I've heard of it, but I couldn't tell you what Do it was. Do people have false memories? Yes. Apparently there's a false memory about a genie movie called Shazam and a movie never existed, but loads of people remember it existing. What? Yeah. There is a film called Shazam, but it's not about genie. There's, I think it's a combination of different things that enough people were exposed to that everyone like combined in this false memory. It's not true. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. But I can, yeah, that makes sense. Cause... Eyewitness reports are like the least... Yeah. Um, Accurate I reckon. Ever. I reckon, like, like, say a crime has happened. Like, no one will ever truly know what happened unless you no. were there. And even if you were there and you tell somebody, your take on it would be different to somebody else's. Your brain fills it in. It's That's why so you weird. Anything you you're supposed to write it down. Yeah. Immediately before your brain's had a chance to like fill in the details. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? So weird. Where were we? Oh, yeah, right. So now the djinn's got a body. Now he gets a suit and he's flirting with this saleswoman and then saying that she's very pretty and all this lot. And he's like, "Mm, well, you know, your beauty will fade one day and how do you feel about that? And then she's like, "Mm, well, you know, it happens to everyone, I guess. these things happen. She has quite a mature... She's like, yeah, you know, these things happen. And then she's like, and he's like, would you not like to... uh, like be beautiful forever and she's like well yeah i guess like well, yeah. yeah and then he's like i think he said he says he words it in such a way but she's like yes and then uh he leaves the shop she's disappeared but oh no she's a fucking mannequin she's just a mannequin forever it was like, when her eyes roll back oh it was horrible <laughs> i was just like that is the cruelest one definitely he is a piece of work he really is. Absolutely. Um, and then she, she's sort of doing more investigation on this gin and, and she's learning that he is, is basically his motivation is to usurp the world and yep. and create chaos and fear in everybody, basically. You don't want that. No. Um, and, yeah, Nathan, Nathan, inverted commas, the gin visits the police station because he wants to find Alex... So he's asking for her address, which is weird. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand the extent of his powers, but he can't find her somehow. He, he to, can he grant to... wishes and be magical, but has to go and ask people where she lives. Yeah. If they're psychically linked, would he not know where she was? Because he trapped her Because she kind of knows where he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, anyway. then, but then I guess, yeah. So yeah. he's like... Would you like to tell me where she lives? And he's like, I'm not going to do that because that is weird. Yeah. And then he said, he says like she's expecting me, and and he's like, well, how do you, how if she knows you, how do you not know where she lives? And he said, I didn't say that she knows me. I said she's expecting me. <laughs> and then he and then he's this 
policeman's looking at this guy and he's like god this guy like he's got released loads of times and he's committed all these crimes and i'd love to just like arrest him i'd love him to do something for for him to get arrested so he says fine granted so that guy ends up shooting up the uh, police station going absolutely crazy so this guy shoots him dead in the meantime Jin gets the card of alex of where she works yeah. So he's like, that aha. That really went berserk, didn't he? Oh my god, he proper went nuts. He pulled this guy's chin off. He really did pull that guy's chin off. And I was like, he wow, that's... That's awful. That is too far. <laughs> um, you being an actor and they're sort of going through your, your resume with your age and... Chin, your, chin ripped and off man yeah, I was wishmaster. The, I was... I'd want more. that kind of role in a film. Facial acting. Yeah. I'd want that kind of role in a film or like Screaming Woman number two or something like that. I'd yeah. love it. <laughs> so Alex is doing research on this gem and then she finds out that the gin needs to charge the stone and then grant these three wishes to her because she found him and set him free. So... The the djinn goes to the auction house because he's looking for her and we see Kane Hodder rocking a really cool mullet. Who's he? Where's he from? He's a security guard and he was Jason in Friday the 13th, part 7, part 8, part 9 and part 10. Oh. And he was also in Hatchet as well. Because you wouldn't mess so, with him as a security guard he was if a, you weren't... Mystical. He was in Leslie Vernon as well, briefly, as a yeah. as a man on Elm Street who wouldn't answer any questions. But yeah, so he's like, yeah, uh, I need to get in because I need to find this woman. And he basically is like, I'm not letting you in. You're not doing it. Whatever. Yeah. And then he said, and then he says, if you want to get in here, you're going to have to go through me. So yeah. he's like, fine. I will. And then we see the worst CGI that I possibly have ever seen, where he goes into... He just turns into a shard of glass. But there was a door there before, so now there is no door. And he just walks through him and he explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, weird. I mean, but I kind of love I it. I thought maybe they were going to get a very realistic kind of print of the guard. Yeah. Put it on a sheet of glass, of like sugar glass, and he could just... Smash his, well, like the actor could smash his way through, but using CGI actually, it would have been way better if it had been sugar glass. Yeah, but the CGI, I mean, the CGI still kind of worked. We it was, was 1997, so I think you've got to give it some slack, yeah. really, haven't you? And he, he gets in and he asks the guy at the desk where Alex is, and he's like, I'm not going to tell you because I don't know who you are, and that's weird. Um, and then he says, oh, he's like, he sees this, like, statue and he's like, oh, that's quite valuable. I can make it more valuable. And then he turns it into, like, gold with, like, diamonds in it. So this guy being greedy is like, oh, yeah. what, do you, what do you want? And he's like, I want a million dollars. So he's like, fine, that's all right. But then it cuts to his mum signing, um, like, a life insurance policy yeah, for a million. Oh, mum on the gets on the plane the plane explodes don't be greedy how many people have been killed just so 
the gin can be ironic. There's quite a few. But it's, it's to charge a stone. I think it's to like put his stone back together. Because it's in pieces at the moment. And I think yeah. it when he takes the souls, it like reforms. It holds it back together. And then I think, I don't know what happens then really. It's all a bit, I feel like that whole bit's kind of a bit mixed up. I don't mm. know what the point is, but it's just, to, it's basically just to see some cool deaths, I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is kind of a showcase for horrific deaths. Horrific deaths. So, um,. Alex goes to basketball, she's training up, and she sees the gin there, but as Nathan. So she freaks out again, and the detective calls her and says there was a guy looking for you. And then she basically sees all these souls that he's collecting who have wished... So it's like the mannequin person and the rich yeah. guy and all, and the homeless guy and stuff, and she sees it all. And then um, I think he like the phone rings and terrifies her, and then he says, only you can free them. So he's like, will you come to me? Because you need to make these wishes, because I want to be out. <laughs> so she goes to the woman, the sassy woman specialist... I didn't say that about her, but she has got absolute sass, that woman, and I love it. She is. She's sassy. She's great. And uh, and she's like, the stone is charged. And then this woman's like, what are you actually on about? And she's like, really? Do you think that's happened? Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then she keeps like offering her stuff. And she's like, do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? And at that yeah. point, I was like, that is the gin, I'm telling you now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, no one offers you that much stuff and he's bit and she's like why do you keep trying to do things for me i don't want anything i'm just need i'm just telling you and then uh, she's like she kind of she's like well if i was a gin and i did this basically you'd be screwed because no one can match wits with the gin because he's really old and he's got brains and he was like nobody will be able to match that kind of thing and then she uh she finds out that the woman is actually the gin and he's stolen a face. Ugh. And then uh flawlessly done. And then he says, Oh, he, he comes out as like the the actual gin and he's not Nathaniel anymore. And he and he says, um, you've got to make your wishes and he's like, I've got to grant it whatever it is. And I think he gives her a free pass. He's like, I'll give you one for free. And she's like, Fine. I want you to shoot yourself. So he's like, Fine. Yeah. And then shoots himself, but obviously nothing happens. Yeah. And he's like, I'm immortal, I can't die. And then he's like, but just so you know, that hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. And then, um, yeah, so he's like, right, you've got to make your wishes. So she's like, right, my first wish is I want to know what you are. And then he grants it and she ends up trapped inside the opal with him. Yeah. And it's all no, the... No, that, uh, that's a horrible place to be. Yeah, all the, all the souls that he's taken are there. Yeah. And then he's got these, like, hellhound dog-type things that start chasing her around. Um, She hears a sister calling to her, and she's like, oh, my God, like, she's on her own. What am I going to do? And he's like, well, you could wish yourself out if you wanted to, if you really want to get out. And then she's like, right, I wish I was in my apartment. So she ends up in her apartment. She can't find her sister. Her sister's gone to this lavish party. So I think she gets another phone call from the gin 
who's like, you've got to make your wish, blah, blah, blah. And then she just, <laughs> she just shouts it. She's like, fuck you! And then hangs up. <laughs> oh. I know, it was proper funny, proper hung up on him. And then, and then I put... Looking at the receiver after that, like, like oh. How rude. <laughs> yeah, how rude. And then uh, I've put I've put in my notes, drives like a loon to the party, because, like, she is <laughs> really all over the gaff. No, Absolutely goodness. all over the gaff. I was like, oh, my God. So she's driving there on her way, but Nathaniel's already there, because it's Nathaniel now, not the gin. And he comes across the security guard, which is Tony Todd. Yay! I love oh, Tony from Todd. from the crow? Yes, yes, from the crow. And... And... Well, he's probably more well-known for Candyman, but yes, The Crow, we have seen him in that. So he is there. And then I've put, they have a low voice argument because they're both sort of talking like this. And then have an argument with each other. And he says that he's Johnny Valentine, you're not coming in, I'm having none of it. And then he's uh, then the gin's like, oh, you, would you like a more exciting profession would you want to escape? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then he's like, fine. And then he gets put into a Houdini escapologist tank. <laughs> and then when he's walking off, he's like, he says something about, he's like, enjoy your escape. And then he's like, Houdini did it in two and a half minutes. And then just walks off. Off Sass. he goes. I like the way the tank had spotlights on and everything. It did, didn't just it? Yeah. And I was like, oh no, not Tony totally Todd. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah alex finally gets to this party and gets in she finds shannon and she's like we gotta go gotta get out of here and she's like no i'm having fun at this party you leave me alone and then uh oh there's nothing worse than someone who won't listen when there's a mystical emergency <laughs> there's a mystical emergency you've gotta leave i don't want to i'm having it's fun not like a personal emergency. It is Mystical emergency. And this only happens in film and TV. They're like, no. supernatural going on and someone won't listen. But on the, on the other hand, when you're at a party and you're having a nice time, there's no worse and you're like, I'm having a good time at this party, but you're with someone who wants to leave and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't want to leave. I'm usually the person who wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I vary. It depends. Yeah. I flip flop. How late it gets. I'm not staying out after nine. I flip flop. I, ca I can't stay out as late as I used to do, but no. yeah. She says something about uh, the attractive man from the basketball match who we see is chatting to Mr. Beaumont. So Jin is talking to Beaumont. Uh-oh. He's having a chat with him and he's like, he's on about like ancient parties and how wonderful they were and how he wishes that his party would go down <laughs> in history as... The best party in the world. And then he's like, right, fine. And then absolute hell breaks loose. Yeah, it all goes Snakes wrong. are everywhere. Piano wire cutting people. Oh, that was all. That was horrible. When that everyone's, cut that man's head apart. everyone's on fire. Everyone's running about like the statues coming to life and killing people. Oh, those, sta those statues were great. When and they I feel like... Or attacking the security guard, I should say. I think the gin is just the gin now, isn't he? He looks like the gin. Yeah. He doesn't look like Nathaniel anymore, which cracked me up as well. He gets a little flute of champagne and has a little drink on the way down. He's like, ah, chaos. My work is done. 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so ev everything's just going absolute crazy. And she's like, she sees him and she's like, he's like, make your final wish. And she's like, no. And then he's like, that's fine. I'm just going to make you wish you were dead. And then you'll make your final wish. And, yeah. and then she's like, oh, oh dear. Then uh, a load of bodyguards come in and then all the statues come to life and start killing them all. And she's basically on her own and sees this empty plinth. And it's kind of, I feel like she gets these little cues all the way through and it's kind of, yeah. I suppose it's to show a process of thinking like how she's going to outwit this guy, but she will not wish... And he's like, you make that wish. And then he's like, he starts talking about all the art that's in the room and he's like, my favourite one's this one. And it's her, her sister in a painting. <laughs> and then... Uh, if that had been me, I would have said that it had like elements that I like, but it lacked depth. <laughs> I don't like it. It's it, shit. <laughs> it was a very 2D work, wasn't it? Did you that, make yeah. it? Did you, did you do that painting, Jin? Because it's not very good. You're not Bob Ross, are you? A little, little amateurish, actually. Yeah, yeah derivative. Nice. I could see, see the effort, but uh, the execution wasn't quite there. Exactly. Yet. Literally. It'll be nowhere near as good as my weird primordial painting that is now in the oh, attic. I the love that painting so much. The one Bob Ross, that was great. I feel like, considering I dropped that painting on the floor more than once, <laughs> it, were, it weren't that bad. You should have it. The thing that I liked about your painting is you could tell it was a landscape, but it just wasn't. Yeah. It was from a time before, like, Earth had, had been populated. That's by... what I was going for. That you is exactly like what I was doing. Slivering out of the water. Yep. And it would evolve later. That's what I was going for. It was. That was my plan. Normal. That was my plan. It was quite odd, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Did it have an orange sky? <laughs> I, I think it was like pink and orange, but then it just went really dark at the bottom. Pink and orange and dark. Yeah. Landscape. I mean, I liked it. I'm not selling it on this podcast, but if you see it, it's not bad. It's got that sort of charm where you can't take your eyes off it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Which... will not have it in the house. I am gutted. But it is in the attic. It was like, oh. it's still up there. And I was like, because he keeps saying he's going to get rid of it. And I was like, don't you dare get rid of my painting. It's no, great. No. <laughs> so, yeah, so she's looking at this derivative painting of her sister. And then he sets fire to it. So he's like, you better make your wish because she's on fire. And then, uh, like, she ends up seeing all these, like, newspaper cuttings and stuff that she'd seen. And it kept... She kept seeing this name um, about Mickey Torelli saying that it was an awful accident and if he hadn't been drinking, then he would have it would have survived yeah. and stuff. So he's like, may I wish? And then she's like, fine. I wish Mickey Torelli hadn't been drinking on the job two days ago. And then, but then, because he's so quick to grant it, but he doesn't realise what it is. So he's like, yeah, granted. And then he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Because that's undone everything. And then... Could you not, for your first wish, wish that for your next two wishes, they have to be nice. exactly as you define them? I, I'd be like, I will only wish if you do not twist it into a way. Yeah. 
I wish for you to not. I need to. I need to think about my wording carefully before I wish. I will get back to you. So, yeah, so basically everything gets undone because he's not drinking, the statue didn't fall, Ted Raymond didn't get squished, the ruby didn't get released, Jin is still in the statue. And it goes back to the day of the accident and it's slowly lowered down and everything's fine. Everything's great. That guy just leaves his coffee on the controls rather than spilling them. With no booze in it. a little bit kind of... Precarious. Mm. didn't spill, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, we see Alex is with Josh because Josh survives. Yay! Yeah. And then right, she takes solved. him up on his offer of a date because she's realised that actually it's not that bad to go out with him because she's been through a time. She, does she remember everything? Mm, I think so, yeah, because I feel like she's maybe seizing the day more and sort of doing stuff because she's like, I can't live like this anymore. And then we see the statue at... Beaumont's and it's there and the gin's in there and then that's the end of the film he Excellent. is still alive but trapped in an opal yes <laughs> I liked it, I think it's good I liked it too it's yeah, very I 90s I didn't think I would like it as much as I did actually really, I think that's mm. good though I think sometimes when you go to like when you don't have expectations of stuff, it's not that bad. It's a nice surprise. Yeah. And I know it wasn't a light-hearted film, but it was a bit more light-hearted than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it wasn't light-hearted because so many people... I think it is trying to be quite serious. I remember... I always remember the um, the cover of it, and it's like a black... I've got it here, actually. It's a black background and the opals at the bottom and then there's like a light coming up and you can see the face of the gin and I remember seeing that at the video shop and it always scaring me like yeah I always thought oh that was well scary I can't oh oh no but um yeah there's a lot of sequels there's at least four sequels wow I know right that's crazy wow yeah with yeah, Wishmaster 4, they're up to. That's crazy. It'll get rebooted soon. Probably. Leprechaun did. So. I wonder if they're going to redo like every single film. Yeah, maybe. They could, well, that's the way we're going. I feel like it, yeah. It's, I feel like horror is a, a one that people feel the need to remake things. Because yeah. maybe, the, maybe the things at the time weren't as sort of... Maybe it's PC or the effects were up to date and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Whereas some films, it would be hard to redo because they are popular, because they are old. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what I didn't like. Point Break. Uh, when they remade that. But the first one was so There good. was no surfing in it. There was no, no Keanu Reeves in it. And there wasn't even that bit where it was like, ah, and shot at the they sky. They didn't even get a meatball sub. Nope. Two meatball subs. Nope. If they'd got two meatball subs at any point, I would be like, okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. They are. No. They've made a decent film, but no. Yeah, it was bad. It upset me that I didn't like it. But yeah. 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 Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Good, good film. I will probably give it a... Give it a three and a half out of five, I think. Like, it's not my yeah. favourite, but 
I do quite like it. And I like I like the sort of era of time it's in. I feel like like nineties is a good time for that kind of stuff. Oh, I love yeah. The nineties was so good. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to live back there, but the t- film and TV from that time has just got a nice aura, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say go probably a three and a half because like some of the practical effects are quite gross. The practical effects were good. They were very good, but then really Robert good. Kurtzman yeah. in it. Um, and what's the other one? Humour. Humour's probably a, a three. I feel like it's not meant to be funny, but there are funny bits to it. I liked it when that girl jumped at her in a mask and was like, oh, sorry, I, I just thought you'd, you'd want to see my mask. Yeah. If, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's people jumping out oh. at you from places. Yeah. I just slapped Weird. her. or punched her in the throat. Like, <laughs> just my reflex i'm sorry i thought i was being attacked yeah. I'm, on a, I'm on a high state of alert yeah when there's a mystical emergency exactly when there's a mystical emergency you don't want people jumping out at you yeah because no one needs that in life really <laughs> Over, overall a good a good 90s yeah. good watch. recommend if you want something where you can kind of sit back and just let it all take place it's good. Yeah, that's it. You don't really have to think about it. No. I think that's what I like about a lot of horror films sometimes. You can just sit and watch them and just let them wash over you and you're just like, yeah, that's all right. And like every it. time he meets someone, you're like, what are they going to wish for? What are they going to wish for? I'd be interested to see the sequels and see what they're like because I feel like they're probably going to ramp it up. Like, yeah. How... Like, what absurd things are people going to wish for and stuff? Yeah. I imagine. I think the second... I'm sure I read the second one. He's got to collect, like, a thousand and one souls to start an apocalypse. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm intrigued. Sounds promising. I did watch... Um, What did I watch? I watched Leprechaun 4 in space and I watched Leprechaun 5 in the hood. <laughs> are they good? They are not good. <laughs> <laughs> but they are quite funny. They are quite funny. They're really crazy. Yeah. Excellent. So I might have to. I might have to put the uh, Wishmaster sequels on my list. Oh yeah. yeah. Mhm. See what happens. Mm. What are we doing yeah. next week? Well, next week I feel like we're gonna come back to a more present day film. Okay. So we're gonna do. Jordan Peele's Get Out. Oh. Mm, yes. I have Very that good. is one that I have heard of. Yeah, it's it's good. At least I have at least like heard of that and seen pictures of it. It's very very good, and I feel like there's a lot to talk about in it as well. Well then. So that's what we're gonna do. I'll be sure to watch it. Early <laughs> Twenty minutes before we um, Skype. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is you the thing. This is it. Need to get down to watch a film, but it is. This is the thing because if I leave you to your own devices, you're like, I will watch this film, and then you procrastinate and do other things. I've but if well you were coming round to mine, it's a set time, and you'd be like, I come round and I do it. Yeah. Yeah. So we need this lockdown to finish, guys, because the podcast is at stake. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've managed to procrastinate. On my day off from work, yeah, I didn't didn't have any commitments. I had to go to the post office. 
<laughs> that was it. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my god. I train rider and train rider's YouTube video was as long as the film. <laughs> and I train rider. Oh my god. You are so funny. You make me laugh. Uh, oh dear. So yeah. This lockdown kind of suits me and it doesn't suit me. I feel time. like it's bad for you because like it just makes you procrastinate more. I haven't really got very much to hold me accountable anymore to other people's schedules. No, you're only at, you're yeah. on your own schedule really. Yeah, I had some stuff to do for work and it's literally been about four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was supposed to do it. It's literally been four weeks. Oh my god! It was supposed oh. to be done before the lockdown had even started. Whoops! And then I did a little bit on it, and then um, yeah, yeah, haven't done it. But you can be like Corona. Corona did it. I can't. I can't possibly do this. I'm sorry. I'm I'm jam packed at the moment uh, with stuff yeah. that I've got to do. <laughs> I'm just too busy. Too busy. I can't can't yeah. do it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so next week, watch Get Out. That includes Get you, out. Celia. I will. You better I'll watch, watch it. it. <laughs> 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 and in the meantime, we are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. We are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange and we are also on the emails at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. So watch, get out, and we shall see you next week. Yep. Bye.